This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. What? Okay. Oh my gosh. Hey siblings, you're listening to I Have to Call My Sister. But you already know that. My name is Stacy and my name is Kayla. Need a pump up? We got you. We'll say it like it is. And yeah, maybe laugh a little obnoxiously. <laughs> oh my god, just start the show. Well, hello. This is Stacy and Kayla, but on Zoom, like we're both on Zoom, not in the same spot. I know, but soon we'll be back to normal. You'll be back at your home. I'm over Penetanguishing and you being there. <laughs> I am only I only have seven more shows left here and some of them are like two in a day. So I'm I, I'm back in less than a week. So yeah. I'll be there. It's and everyone ridiculous. keeps being like, it's so weird. Like, I don't know. They're just making small talk, but I'm being really like specific about the small talk. They're like, oh, you you get to see your babies, your puppies soon. I'm like, well, I also miss my sister and my nephews and my parents. So, Oh, my God. Like, I said that today and they're just like, like oh, they're yeah, like, OK, no, but we're just like making light of it. Yeah. Like they they're don't just need making to like small talk. Oh, your babies. Because like, like I don't have kids or whatever. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, it's really hard to be away from my family as well. <laughs> They're like, oh, and then they just continue putting their costume on or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to have you back. It's funny because I am I feel like I'm still seeing you as much, but, like, you not being in the city is it's just, like, I'm, a weird what feeling. What do you mean I'm seeing you as much? No, we're not. Well, I, I'm still seeing you, like, twice a week. Oh, but not what physically. We, not What physically. are we, twice a week sisters now? Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Like, I'm still seeing you twice a week. Like, we see each other every day, usually. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, okay. enough about us. Enough yeah. about us. I'm so excited. We just recorded with this person, and she is, like, the... I'm, like, obsessed with her. I feel... She, now I'm always like insecure nice. because... Sorry, what, why are you insecure? I was going to say, because people are like, oh, you guys are so dramatic and, like, say that everyone's the best person in the world. But, like, I feel like we do actually meet the best people in the world on here. There can be and... more than one best person in the world and more than one best singer and more than one well i guess technically the definition if they're the best then there isn't other ones so we'll just start saying like she's one of the best one of the best people we've ever met she's nice she's funny she's humble she's just so interesting and amazing courtney gilmore who is a stand-up comedian and television writer she's written for and made appearances on the beaverton cbc's the debaters space dragon and kim and cbc's humor resources alongside john Dor and sarah silverman um she can also be seen on the most uh two episodes of ctv's comedy roast battle canada and then but how do we actually know her what's our like what's our like bond we have with her well, we met her on Canada's Got Talent. So yeah. immediately meeting her, I was like, 
I love this girl so much. She, we became friends right away on Canada's Got Talent. And then we reached out to her and we're like, you have to be on our podcast. And it's taken, we, we keep having to reschedule. We felt so bad. But now she's finally here. Everybody welcome Courtney, Courtney Gilmore. Gilmore. There's a dog in my room too. That's not my dog. It's the person's who I'm staying with. <laughs> you got a lot going on. There's also a dog behind me. So cute. This guy's oh name is God. Kevin. Am I the only one without a dog behind Yeah, get a dog, Courtney. Come on, Courtney. <laughs> this is a dog-exclusive podcast. I know. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so first of all, I feel bad because we've had to reschedule because I am up here. Like, I was going to try to do it at the theater, and then the internet wasn't working and, like, all this stuff, like, whatever. But since Canada's Got Talent, we've been wanting to do this. So thank yeah, you Yeah, no, I no, I this. appreciate you, honestly, for following up so many times, honestly, because I, first of all, your, the video that you sent me is, like, the best way I've been asked to do anything ever. <laughs> like, like, I just was like so blown away when I was like looked at my Instagram and I saw a video and I was like what is this is are they like promoting something or whatever and it was like for me it was yeah. so nice and I just it was so creative and I loved it um uh, it was like the best thing but I know I know schedules are crazy and chaotic and I'm glad we were just able to make it work so thank you yeah. no I know and that's funny that you say that video thing because Kayla and I are always like you never know if it's like like a fake scam or weird person like people send messages all the time right so we're like okay if people know we're serious and like we want them to know like hey this is Stacey and Kayla we always like yeah. decide the people that we want on our podcast we'll send them a video so I'm good it's it's good to hear that you didn't think we were like crazy and you're like okay I'll do it I, I loved it I now like I only ever want to be asked on dates through video. I only want like anything I just want video in greetings and invitations from everybody in my life I think it's like so <laughs> okay that's actually like such a good idea though to like ask someone out on a date in that way <laughs> yeah, just video. like send a video because I feel like you don't know what people are like until like over text right it like could either yeah. go really well or be really creepy and really yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah welcoming videos from everyone like might not be a good idea <laughs> like, I know it's like have you ever, did you ever see that um have you ever seen clips of that like super old like 80s dating show or like 70s I think where it was like all it was like video answers to dating questions and they would match people with their video answers yes 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 there was a guy on one of those shows in the 70s who was like uh he his video aunt he was like a really charming good looking guy he had really creative answers and all the girls wanted this guy and so like every answer he was like so smooth and he had like his mullet and stuff and that guy <laughs> and this is true that guy turned out to be a serial killer for what? real <laughs> and that's a real story Stop. yeah I forget his name, but if you look up like whatever 70s dating show, serial killer, like a guy was on it and he made like his TV debut as like a dating guy and everyone loved <gasps> him. So creepy. Of course he was and charming. He turned I know, I know, exactly. It was like you got to see the original makings of a serial killer behind, like at, in real time, basically. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like serial killers are always like super charming. Yes. And like they're sociopaths, lovable, right? And aren't sociopaths yeah. like, yeah, like super charming and lovable. And then you want to date them and then they murder you. So like that's, that's a perfect show for him. Yeah. That is. So stay away awesome from the fact. charming ones. Yeah. Lovable yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're a little bit boring. A little bit. Boring. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is gosh. so funny. Okay, well, I guess we've started the podcast because that was an awesome story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so let's just like go back for a second and say how we met because um, as you guys, all the listeners know, we were on Canada's Got Talent and Courtney was somebody who made it all the way to the finals with us. And I always say like, I think it's hilarious because we were with our banned the whole time and poor Courtney had to be like by herself the whole time but you ended up being more interesting than the people in my band and I kept being like a creeper being like hey Courtney like wanting to hang out with you because you were more like entertaining than these people I had been with all the time like you were so um sociable and awesome was that weird for you to be by yourself in this strange television competition uh First of all, thank you. Second of all, yes, it definitely <laughs> was weird. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you never know. Like shows like that, you know, all kinds of you know variety acts, and you know, stand up is a little bit of a crapshoot in terms of that format because it's not theatrical, it's not you know, it's performative, but it's not like spectacular. And and uh, yeah, so when it's just you in that setting, it is it is a challenge for sure because you don't have any razzle dazzle aside from like <laughs> your own you know and even my and I'm not like I mean I'm sure this was noticeable backstage but like I, I'm a very introverted person I'm not really like bouncing off the walls type of comedian and so I think that like um I you know it was really interesting to be sharing the stage with like singers and dancers and stuff and and I and I felt that I was saving all my like funniness for my performance and then backstage I was probably coming off as like a sociopath because I was just like (laughs) (laughs) I was always like very nervous and quiet and stuff but I would loved it like I loved the experience and getting to know people but that's like it's yeah it was really interesting to just be a solo act and meeting everybody else but but yeah but see I I think that that made you so much more charming the fact that you were back there and you were just like quieter and like you were like I this was the first thing I said to Stacey like after meeting you I'm like I'm obsessed with her like she is yeah. the oh, kindest nicest and then that also makes you so much funnier because well, and I like, was gonna say I don't think you were as like sociopathy as you thought backstage <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have been quieter than us but every time we talked I was like oh that's somebody who I would get along with and then yeah. I think that's also your appeal and why you did so well in the competition too because mm-hmm. you speak like a, a normal human being and then you say like shocking things <laughs> and then it's like just yeah. so <laughs> so funny and you like make fun of yourself and make fun of other people and it's just like that is the whole charm because you know I feel like we've like been there done that and seen all those like crazy comedians who bounce off the walls and stuff and that I think is why you were so well you were the only comedian in the finals so (laughs) (laughs) something right (laughs) yeah I appreciate that thank you so much I mean I think you you have to use what you like work with what you have and I think for me I have you know it's kind of an advantage to be like you know like I'm a little bit quiet and you know I'm very soft-spoken but if I can use that with my sense of humor to like maybe say you know like a little bit biting things or like jokes yes. about myself I think that it packs a bigger punch sometimes when it comes to sure. yeah yeah 100%. and oh you know what we were saying sorry Kayla a PS That's I'm gonna okay. keep no, cutting no, you yeah. off Kayla because of the delay and I'm so sorry um I was just thinking like you were the only comedian in the finals and I was one of three singers and 
those people got first and second place, so I was the worst singer in the competition. No, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a, I mean, like, it's so hard when you get to, like, those top finals, but, like, I'm sure, like, everyone was, like, just shocked to see, like, that you didn't make it to whatever, like, the top, top three, top two, top one, because, honestly, you were so, like, I watched your, the performance that you did of um, Little Mix, the, yeah. the Wings, that was just, I mean, all of your performances were so good, but I was just like blown away. I think that was my first <laughs> really watching you, and it was just like spectacular. And you that are is so, so nice. Because we have some, we, we discovered at the competition, we have mutual friends, a lot of yes. funny people. And I was like, this makes total sense that Stacey K is like friends with comics and like other people who are very funny because like you're, you're really funny too. Like backing <laughs> jokes. And I was like, she should like, if you're going to sing and rap, you should like do a little bit of stand-up in the middle of yeah. the- <laughs> <laughs> like a joke or something. Just do like, like try thing. it all. Like yeah, do magic tricks, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of everything. Add a different element. Yeah. 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 Well, coming from a comedian, that is the nicest compliment ever. So thank you so much. But you want to know also what's weird is that our mutual friends are comedians, etc. But fully by accident. It's not because I've befriended comedians. It's because so for example, we have a mutual friend Adam Christie, but I was co-president with him in high school. So that's a weird thing. And then we also found out we've been talking on the podcast about how I've been in this weird show The Wizard of Oz that the girl yeah. who plays Dorsey, her boyfriend is your like really good friend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, it's so interesting all these like peripheral friendships and connections. I know it's that's such a small world. Where Courtney, where do you live? I live in Toronto. Oh, you right. live in Toronto. Okay, okay, okay. So but it's not I'm like from, I'm from Kitchener, and oh. um, yeah. So I know a lot of people around like the Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge area, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, and so uh, yeah, it's so interesting meeting people later in life who are like around from your hometown, or people from different friendships. It's yeah, it's really crazy. It's so weird. That's and it's, yeah, it's so weird that we like grew up two seconds away from each other. And then the, and oh. then all of a sudden we're just in this like national television show. And it was like so weird. And like we, we talk about reality TV a lot on um, this show and just like how we've experienced it in like so many different ways. Cause we, we first were on America's Got Talent and then Canada's Got Talent. And it's like people, I find that people with, okay, like tell me if you know what I mean. People with like normal, human being personalities it's a weird thing to be thrown into right because they're asking you these questions and you have to be like on at all times when the camera's on you and then you have to like try to create something interesting so that they'll like keep you there like it's just have you ever done anything weird like that before or was this kind of your first reality tv experience i know you've done competitions i've seen you actually in competitions before but have you done any reality tv before no, this was my first, this was my first reality TV. I've done TV before, but nothing like this. So this was definitely a big adventure. And you're right, like even, like even day one, when you're doing the first auditions and you're there for a long, like what were we, like nine hours more than yeah. that? Like you're there for so long and early in the morning, late at night, my first show was 10 p.m. that first night. And we were there at like really? seven in the morning. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. Yeah, and it was wild, but like you're not, you're never down, you don't have downtime, you're just constantly in between cameras saying things that you're trying to make sound natural, but they're like definitely <laughs> not <laughs> at all. No, <laughs> I so, know. Yeah, it was weird, and then I'm also trying to be, you know, like, 
um like i said like i was i was i was trying to save i I felt like i was i wanted to be sincere in my interviews and funny but i didn't want to like waste all my funny (laughs) yeah no so i'm like saving it up and stuff it was a really interesting experience and uh yeah so that was my first time there was a lot coming at us and it was the pandemic and that was yeah i don't know about you guys but like that whole process like mentally i was like not all there like especially (laughs) i was like not well (laughs) like i was fine but i was like coming out of like you know quarantine and stuff and i I hadn't really performed in a long time and so even being thrown in front of an audience was very jarring and all of it was just like so yeah so there was like the first time or reality thing but then it was also like coming into civilization again too on top of that was like a real yes like being being with people like was was a whole thing in itself yeah Yeah. and And then remember how we had to get the pcr tests and then the covid tests there and like we were testing 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 if you didn't get it in time you couldn't compete in the show and like oh it was just like all whatever sorry what were you just like was an added layer of stress yeah it was an added stress were you constantly paranoid that you had covid for like a full year because at all times Every single and I'm like I'm gonna get it I'm not gonna be allowed to compete in the show and it's gonna be the day before that I get it and it was just like I was horrified at all times and that and that's so funny now that you say that it's so true I think I was stressed out for like all the months leading up to it I was stressed every day all time and I and you know what I never got COVID. <laughs> yeah. I I remember Stacy, like I remember the one time we got tested and Stacy was like for sure thought she had it and the test came back negative and she's like no, I just think that they like didn't maybe put it in far enough. Like she was so convinced <laughs> that she had it that she thought the test was lying as well. And like I wasn't even sick. Yeah. Like she wasn't even sick, but it's like, no. no, I have it for sure. Like, like the equivalent of like a constant pregnancy scare. For a yes. <laughs> There's yeah. been times that I have not been intimate and yeah. been like, I know I'm pregnant. Like, I'm, just, me- like, but it's, I'm on I, my I, period. Yes. And I'm like, I feel the kicks. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Okay. Like, yeah. No way it's possible. Yeah. Did you ever, I'm so, I hate this delay, by the way. I'm so sorry. I keep cutting you off and it's because it oh, finished. No anyway. Um, okay. Do you, what was I going to say? Oh, did you ever have to perform for the no audience? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. I felt sick for the comedians that had to do that. So for everybody listening, there was a time where um, COVID was getting like really bad and like all the things were like all the rules and stuff were changing. And then they had to do it so that there was no audience there for one of the performances. And then I think they like edited an audience in after or something like that. But like we're singing a song, whatever, like on stage, there's like music happening and boom, boom, drums and whatever. Every comedian that went out there, can you imagine not having a crowd to laugh at your jokes? It's just like basically silent after you say Were a joke you like you- less nervous because there wasn't a crowd there or did you want to die because there was no laughter there? I, yeah, so so it was the semifinals performance for me. Um, I was, I wanted to die at first. And, we, <laughs> and like during the tech rehearsal and the dress rehearsal, first of all, I, okay, as a comedian, most of us really, really hate tech rehearsals because 
if they need us, especially for TV, because if they actually need you to, go, it's more than just a, a sound check. They need you to like, they need to know your beats and to like go joke by joke. And that is yeah. such a nightmare when there's no one there. And yeah. so we were doing the tech rehearsal and the dress rehearsal. And I was getting, and obviously I was getting, I mean, like they, they were nice enough to have like crew members masked in the audience to kind of like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was like, I was really, really anxious about that. But then um, during the actual semifinals show, like the audition, um, I don't know if it was just because the judges were like super hyped. I was like, maybe just really in love with Jason Priestley, who is there. <laughs> and like, they had a bit more crew fill out the, you know, obviously nothing compared to what the seating capacity is. But yeah. I actually had my best performance of all three at the semifinals with no one there. So I don't know what that says about me or that, <laughs> that like I performed better, but like <laughs> I, was, I had, I just had the most fun. I was not nervous at all. I like all my jokes were landing. Everyone was laughing really hard. The judges were dying and I had a really great time. So I was really thankful that like it could have gone south for sure, mm -hmm. but yeah. it didn't. It actually worked out really well. So oh, I was very- That's yeah. so good. I was and so then in stressed specifically for the comedians because I'm yeah. like, we yeah. don't we don't care if there's noise as we're making noise, right? Yours is all about beats and silence yeah. and bleh, it was just, I was so stressed in the back, but glad it worked out for you. <laughs> Kayla, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was just going to say, like, has there ever been a time where you've like totally bombed your set and it you it was the most uncomfortable thing ever? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the more you get into co the longer you do it, bombing sort of looks different. It's like when you're when you're a lot less experienced, it's devastating because you yeah. you literally have no recourse because when you first start comedy, you basically write it like a script. You have like three to five minutes of jokes, and you only you memorize like word for word those jokes and you haven't learned how to calibrate the room and like feed off of people's spontaneous reactions or whatever or like make commentary about your like now if something goes wrong I can I can turn it around because I can make yeah. fun of myself in the moment or I can be like oh like I can make fun of the drunk people who might be heckling me I have <laughs> I have so much more experience in how to handle it so I can turn a bomb into a win a lot yes. easier now than I used to. But before it was like, it was like a, um, being in a school play and forgetting your lines and just like going clammy. And it was yeah. so devastating. So I, yeah, I don't really worry about that as much. And, you know, now that I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be at a point in my career where like a lot of shows, people come to see me because they know me. And so they're yeah. not like who's this girl like we don't like you know um yeah. so but yeah I've definitely had some pretty br brutal bombs for sure for yeah sure. I guess it's similar to um like when I'm in a show and it's a comedic show so like like right now we're doing this musical and there's like funny jokes and I have funny parts and it's yeah. always the same every night because we have a script and when people yes. don't laugh I don't care I'm just like oh it's not a good audience tonight like they don't get it <laughs> or whatever you, like they're not then, funny but the only difference is with Courtney and you there is she's writing her own jokes and delivering them in her own way you're just going off of a script like yeah. it's well, not that that someone has written yeah. for you so don't try to compare your situation well, well you know I, it's my delivery too so 
and, and I have like 40 people on stage with me so that is like not comparable <laughs> yeah I almost feel like it, it might even be kind of worse if like because if you're in a like in a panto situation where it's like let's say for whatever reason it like you're seeing bombs or something like at least with me I can like comment on it bombing where are you allowed to do that like you have to stay no <laughs> no and that. that it's actually so embarrassing sometimes because <laughs> when there's like a younger audience they they really like the majority of the show but my part is like the lion and it's kind of weird so I'll be like like put your dukes up, put them up, and it'll be like silent. And I'm like, Ugh. like it's like I'm like, which one of you first? I'll fight you all together if you want. And I'm like doing this crazy voice, and I'm just by myself in silence, being like, put your dukes up. Like it's just like humiliating. So you're right. I can't be like, I can't be like, oh, tough crowd. Like you know what I mean? I can't do that. I just have to keep going through. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. That's actually worse. That's actually worse. Cause you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I don't. I I can comment on it and kind of like turn the room around if I want to. Yeah. But if I had, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. That's when you have to like sit in it, and that is like rough. And yeah, I'm not yeah, allowed yeah. to go off script. Like you're not supposed to go off script either. So like if you think something right. could be funny, like there's been times you I'm like, oh, I could just say, say that it, and that yeah. would be funny, but I can't just say it. Actually, there are some people <laughs> yeah. in my cast that just say it. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> but, um. That's wait. So, what was I okay. Gonna, oh yeah. Sorry. I'm Kayla, so curious. Has anyone like ever like what's like the meanest heckle you've ever gotten? I'm always like fascinated by comedians and like oh. people actually being like I've been to shows before where people will get like a little bit drunk or whatever or like like and they just say things that I'm like, are you? You're telling her to deep so dive seriously. into her meanest heckle right now? Yeah, I want to know. Like, I want to know what the heckle was. I want to know what you said back. I want to know. Like, I find that so interesting. And I also feel like like I, I could never be a comedian because if I, I'd either do one of two things. One, I'd like physically fight the person that's heckling oh me. Oh my God. Or she two, would. I would start crying or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know which way I'd go. So I'm so curious, like what what people have like done, or have you usually had like nice crowds? Why is that a shocking question? Well, it's just like You're like like, St like Stacy. What's the meanest thing someone said to you, and then you just have to dive into like something? That's no, I'm saying so people. Mean. I'm not saying what's. I'm saying what have people like heckled and shouted at? Like, has anyone ever been like, "You suck," or like, "You're not funny," or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, no, that's a good, so, um, yeah, people love knowing about heckling and, and the thing is, I mean, it's good for me, but kind of boring for this question, but like, um, I've definitely had drunk people interrupting the show because they're so drunk and they want to make the show about them. Yeah. But I haven't had anyone be like overtly mean to me. Like no one okay, has said anything like rude to me or said anything about my performance. They've just yeah. like disrupted the show and then that's a whole other thing but like I had a guy one time um I was like doing crowd crowd work with him so I was like inviting him to talk to me yeah and I knew he was drunk but like I thought we were having fun like just <laughs> playful conversation yeah I think that in his mind I was like okay so for my my stance on I'm on stage I'm a comedian I'm telling jokes I'm having fun with a drunk guy in this drunk guy's mind we're having a meet cute and no one's <laughs> around <laughs> yeah. and he's like he's then coming on to him or something and he um I don't know what possessed him to do this but like we were laughing and he like came on he walked up on stage and like hugged me and picked me up <laughs> <laughs> which was so 
wild. He like literally lifted me into the air. It was so bizarre and so crazy. Um, what did you do? <laughs> he had to get, luckily I have a friend of mine who like works security at that bar. So he like, <laughs> real quick. But it, it was so weird because like, I could tell he was doing it like out of a good intentions, but it's also like, don't touch me and don't come yeah, on yeah. <laughs> like, You cannot touch a stranger yeah, yeah. like that on stage, but also like he was in love with you. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, so really very conflicting. But you know what, Stacey, it's so funny that you mentioned that the whole thing about the mean comments, because I actually had an experience on the show on Kansas Got Talent where they were filming one of our like backstage footage type things. And they wanted to have this scene where um, I'm in a car driving to a show and they're interviewing me and they're asking me just like about my, sh about the show that I'm about to go to. It was all fake. Like I wasn't on my way to yeah. a show at all. Yeah. <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we had to like drive around the block a few times and stuff. And they were like, <laughs> one of the producers was like, I have an idea. How about you get out your phone and start scrolling. They're like, start scrolling through, um, the YouTube comments of your latest semifinals performance. And why don't you read out all the worst comments? Like, why don't you read out all the mean <laughs> comments on camera and like live react to them? And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> But I was like, I was like, they weren't really get, like, they were like, yeah, but you can like, you can make commentary on the mean comments. Like you can tell us what you think or like if anyone has ever said that to you. And so I was trying to like delicately explain to them why a comedian would absolutely hate to read their own mean comments. And yeah, yeah. their response was basically, oh yeah, well, anyway, anytime you're ready. <laughs> No, like saying it. like you don't have an option, like you're gonna do and it. And then <laughs> they didn't even show it. That's the thing. Like, no, they so, didn't show it. Think of how many things, Kayla, we did that we like skits and yes. interviews and this and that. And just hours like literally was and hours and hours. Yeah, seconds. So much. I know. We did. We did do an uh, episode where I did read mean comments from the videos, actually, and some of them are like we're laughing because yeah. they're shocking like remember yeah. Kayla like that fat bird won't shut up or whatever like that, that big no she looks like a big ugly bird and it was when oh. she's wearing like a like oh a feather God. outfit and I literally couldn't breathe like I oh was laughing so hard because she did look like a big bird like that's what she looked like <laughs> we were dying it but it's like so funny yeah not I would not I would want to do that on my own terms and pick on the, my own my, yeah the comments I mean, that I wanted to read yeah the thing was like I, I'm not like I don't make a habit of scrolling through negative comments but like I kind of I've seen them before I I know the gist I know what people say I know what like the guys will say like this or that or I, I kind of have an idea in my head of what people are gonna say and like usually like I can come from a place of like being self-confident and knowing that it, it it doesn't mean anything about me but i think i was just nervous in the moment because i was on camera and i didn't know what i was going to read and and have yeah. it out loud so it was like but it was just really funny to me that they were like not it was like not registering they're like no it'll be good tv and yeah so funny and they're like me. you're funny you're gonna be funny <laughs> back to the funny mean comments and you're like yeah <laughs> like wiping mascara tears from my eyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Oh my okay. God. So do you try? I'm like, okay, so tell us all the mean comments. No, I'm just kidding. Do you try to stay away from the mean comments? Like, do you go through? See, Stacey, you like obsessively read like all of I, them. I don't read good comments or bad. I mean, I, I will obviously, because it depends on the platform. Like I have a TikTok and like TikTok, you can't really avoid the comments because every time you log in, they're like right at the top. Like oh, they just like notify you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I will see the ones that I see, but I won't go digging. And I try not to get like, I try not to get super glued to the compliments either because I know if I stick to the compliments, the the insults will hurt even more because I'll Ooh, be like, "That's a great comment. That's true." Well, yeah, if if I'm if I'm like seeking too much approval from the compliments, it will make it will make the bad comments seem like, "Oh, well, what if that's true? What if that's true?" And it's like, mm -hmm. so I'm just like, I try to avoid them, but like you know, I see them, and it's you know, nobody has ever really said anything that's been that. I like people that say things that are really mean, really mean, but it's like, I just don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I know this is, and yeah. this is the yeah. thing too. It's like people will say shocking things, but I think that's why I think it's funny. Like I actually, the other day we were in the lunchroom and I started reading, like people were like, there's no way you get mean comments. And I was like, guys, let me read you some right now. And I was scrolling through and they were, I have shocking Whoa. amounts but for, but there's probably like five percent are mean and 95 percent are awesome and the problem is i scroll by the awesome ones which is also yeah. rude because like, like why am i giving... giving all the bad ones the attention yeah. yeah yeah and that's not fair someone took their time to write like write something so nice and i'm like ah boring <laughs> but anyway yeah but it, it's I'm, true i'm it, sure you notice like i'm sure you notice a trend or like a pattern of what those comments are like for me it's always like women aren't funny women aren't funny like stuff <laughs> like that like it's always the yeah. variations of the same thing and i'm just of like course. yeah just yeah mine is but always so like stupid. karaoke singer like they love seeing that. They'll be like, she sounds like she's singing karaoke at a karaoke bar. Like, what? and it's so funny because I feel like you're literally the opposite of that. Like, exactly the opposite. I like feel the like total they would say, it's just like an easy, lazy thing to say that they yeah, can't yeah, yeah. get under your skin because you know that you're the opposite. So it's just like the easiest way to be like, oh, this will get her, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's that, and then people love commenting on like being like a curvy girl, plus size, whatever. But I always get excited because. Because on Beyonce's like YouTube or like Lizzo or whatever, like they get way worse. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> those people like that's Beyonce. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, if you yeah, want to make yeah. me feel like Beyonce right now, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there was one. Oh, my gosh. Actually, there was one comment on Twitter that I saw because the guy tagged me in it so i saw it and he was it was like after the very first auditions episode that i was in and he was like um oh man i actually was for a while i was actually reading this on stage as a joke because i thought it was so funny he said <laughs> he was like he was like oh i'm so disappointed in this season of canada's got talent like oh this is what canada has to offer this is our talent and then he tagged me and he was like as for the comedian he was like was she funny yes did i laugh at her routine also yes would i pay to see her live absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> Funny. He, he, he was your biggest fan, but he hates your live show. Yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Um wait, Kayla, do you have I, I wanted to ask a question, but then uh, I you go Oh yeah, I have an say? I have another question. Or do you want okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. So 
what is the craziest thing like your career has led you to? Like what are, I was, I was reading some very interesting things about you and some things that you've been featured on and stuff. So can you tell us like what, what is something that you find like the most interesting slash crazy thing that, that being a comedian has led you to? Oh man. But okay. So by crazy, do you mean like, it's just crazy that in like a good big way or like literally something that's, you would not like, both. Can we do Here. both? Can we do both? <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, honestly, Canada's Got Talent is probably like can- not, not to make it all about that, but like that is like the biggest oh, type sure. of debut that I've had in, in that yeah. you know, outside of like very comedy specific things I've done. Um, I mean, I think in terms of crazy though, it's like I do a lot of performances in very unconventional settings like... Um, Pi- I, pirate ships. Um, I've been. Doing- what? What? <laughs> wait, what? Wait, you can't, you just, can't casually just move, move on. on. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's what it gets so much weirder than pirate ships. But yeah, so I've done multiple times on a pirate ship. Um, <laughs> it's in the harbor front in Toronto, and but but I but the comedians are the only one on the boat. Everyone else is not on the boat. They're on the they're on the dock, and they're they're like in uh, Stoka chairs, and they're watching you on the ship underneath like a pirate flag. <laughs> You're just like telling jokes, and that's weird in itself. Okay, I just like like whose idea was that to think like you know let's let's throw a comedian on the ship and put everyone else on the dock like they're gonna love it i know it's really weird i don't know it's like a, i mean the pirate ship itself is like a tourist attraction i don't know why <laughs> you can just go and but most of the time when you like pay for a ticket to go on a pirate ship without a comedian you're you're on the ship and it's sailing like it's sailing around the harbor but then for us it's just docked and we're just like telling jokes on the side of the harbor the way the pirates would have wanted it, I imagine. <laughs> and like the audience is probably furious because they want it to start moving, right? <laughs> it, it should move. I think it would be more interesting if we were all at sea and then that would be. And if your joke bombs, you walk the plank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done uh, a nude nudist colony, like a nude beach. Wait, I actually know this because the the uh, my inside source, which is Dorothy in my play, she was like, ask her about the time she did a set naked, and I was like, that you're Wait, lying. What? Tell us everything. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've done. So there's this like resort that's like a nudist resort. Um, where everyone is like, they don't live there, but they're like <laughs> always there. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of concerning. Like, I go, like, are you guys okay? Like, are you allowed to leave? <laughs> and um, and you have to be, you have to be naked. Like, those are the rules. And it's like a family. It's not sexual though. It's like a family thing. And there's a guy who's like the leader of the. He has like a handlebar mu- mustache, and he's always trying to like convert you to nudism and stuff (laughs) (laughs) and they have and they have like annual they have like summertime comedy shows and so I did it um I did it one time where um you just go and and you perform naked to other naked people (laughs) 
And it was wild. And they have, and here's the thing too, you have to like spend a day there, like from, they have, they give you a tour of like the facilities and stuff. And there's like, I don't know, there's like a pool, there's a sauna. It's like outdoor, it's all like outdoorsy type stuff. While you're on the tour, everyone is just walking around you naked, like older people, younger people, like everyone. And, um, and then they have a, <laughs> they have a, a free lunch buffet as part of the <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I, yeah, so that's why she was mentioning this is because I have a joke about how um, I was, I was doing it and they had on the lunch menu, the day I went was um, racks of ribs, ribs. <laughs> barbecue barbecue ribs juicy juicy barbecue ribs while you're naked on a hot july afternoon barbecue <laughs> dripping everywhere down everywhere <laughs> <laughs> you're naked it's like so crazy i feel like you have to be so confident to like no wait i have so many okay, questions wait, sorry 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 Okay, sorry. Keep going, Courtney, and then kill Oscar. Her question. <laughs> I mean, you, have, you get comfortable, right? You have to get comfortable so quick because you're just like you're just like thrown into like this naked. It's not like going to Hanlon's Point, which is a beach around here, which is like you can just go and like sunbathe naked on the beach with your friends or privately or whatever. It's like a it's like a community. So you're just like instantly thrown into this community are there are there kids there too you said yes and i was performing naked and in the front <laughs> row was like a dad and his- <laughs> <laughs> that is so that's for sure the craziest okay. one you're not allowed to get if you if you feel yourself if you're in a public setting there and you feel yourself getting aroused you have to politely uh remove yourself from the situation you have to like you have to like get out stand up and just like excuse yourself and like have a boner elsewhere or whatever. <laughs> and you notice that half the crowd left during your set. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Everyone left. <laughs> so how do you even get hired for something like that? Like it, it, when they asked you, were they like, are you down with doing a nude set or like how did this even come about so there's this really amazing uh woman comedian in toronto her name is leanne malad and shout out to leanne she has been doing comedy for like 20 years she is just the coolest chick and she she is just like the such a hippie dippy she was in okay so she went to woodstock the original woodstock and she you know the documentary that just came out about woodstock yes there's a of her crowd surfing at Woodstock (laughs) she's like a rocker chick she's so cool and she's been doing comedy in Toronto for years and years and she actually coordinates this show she's been doing it for like at least the past five or six years if not longer and so she every every summer she like organizes the comedians she reaches out to people who she thinks will be more receptive all the ones that I've gone to um the lineup has been only women comedians women and non-binary comedians um I think she has like different types of people come on different days but she she definitely prioritizes people's comfort and also like you can feel free to say no like you obviously don't have to do yeah. this gig if you- <laughs> yeah. I don't know wow. I, I think something about me screams I will do your show naked yeah <laughs> she's like you seem like the vibe that will take your clothes off and be funny like <laughs> you're in <laughs> So were you just, like, were you totally comfortable with doing that? Like, were you naked and, like, thinking about it at all? Or were you just, did you just get so used to it? 
Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of, um, I was kind of nervous going in because you feel, I mean, obviously you feel exposed, but you feel exposed. Like it's such an interesting feeling to be. But then once you notice that literally everyone is naked and it's yeah. like, it's not just like conventionally attractive bodies walking around. It's every body, right? Yeah. Yeah. We actually feel comfortable pretty quickly because of that reason. And no one is making a big deal out of it. No one is like looking at, like they're just talking to you like you're at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually surprisingly, I, I the first time I went and there was a girl who came with us and she was so scared. She wanted to do it, but she was nervous when we got there and she like wouldn't come out of the car at first. And we were like, you don't have to do this. Like if you don't want to, but she did. And by the end of the day, she was like, we had to like, we had to like drag her back. Like she wanted She's to- now <laughs> one that like yeah. lives there. Yeah. It must be like liberating to just be like, I don't care. I'm confident. This is how I look. That's how they look. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Because I bet you no one was thinking about looks that day. You know what I mean? Where, where you think yeah, you like would. I'm- I'm so curious like about this community like I'm like you're saying like these people basically live there but it's true if they've like I feel like it's like this different connection in this little world and the fact that there's like kids there and stuff obviously they're super used to it and I like I'm just so fascinated by it like is this like, do they just go there during the week? Like, do they like, or does this a weekend thing? Like, I, I'm shocked. I know they have, I mean, it's called Bear, Bear Oaks Resort and it's like a, it's like a very woodsy remote location. Um, They, I think it's like in the summertime, it's open all the time. I think it's illegal to have a nudist colony that you actually live there, but I think <laughs> yeah. it's like open enough that you can, you can make, you can have a membership there and go probably during the week all the time or definitely. Yeah weekend um oh people knew each other for sure so yeah yep, everyone wow there. think of this too like if you're like a kid that grows up there and like goes there all the time i feel like they'll grow up like not judgmental whatsoever because yeah you're just used to like so many different body types and people and it's just like gives you a whole different sense of confidence and yeah that's that's, that's really no cool. that's why i'm like so fascinated with this community because i'm like this like is amazing like I feel like it's so cool, and that I can't believe it's like not talked about more. Like, Kayla, like you're good. Like you're signing up tomorrow. Thing. I'm literally gonna be living there tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> my whole family. I think it is like healthy. It's healthy because no, they're they're learning not to overly sexualize one part of your body and make it yeah. taboo. Like we're so we're so overly sexualized, and like you know everything is is so under wraps. And I think it actually is very healthy to just be radically accepting of everyone's body. Yeah. And you can tell it's not like the way you're describing it is like not a creepy thing because they're like, if you're feeling aroused, remove yourself. Like it, yeah. you can just tell it's like a like a good vibe place, you know? That's wow. Unless there was a guy that was removing himself like every five minutes. I feel like, like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? There's a guy like constantly leaving, <laughs> but we'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> so pirate ships, nudists like any anywhere else or is that... kind of on the flip side of that uh with the nudist like family friendly vibe i also did um oasis sex lounge a sex club uh which is like very different it, it is sexual there obviously because it's for that purpose but it was also very like a very accepting and a very f- friendly atmosphere um i was we were doing 
we had the option of doing it nude or like in lingerie, like sexy clothing and stuff. So I did it in lingerie and like heels and stuff. And there was, we were in this room and everyone in the audience was just wearing towels and they were like on a bed, they were on a big bed. It was like a slumber party. And I felt like I was in like a Katy Perry music video or something. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. And then I was like, yeah. And then, and then though, my set kept getting interrupted by the next room where they were filming a live porn shoot in a dungeon. And there was like stuff and like BDSM and stuff. We could like hear it. It was like (gasps) wild. Wait, and then like, this is a shocking question, but like, if they wanted to, could they start like having sex during your set? That's like, what I was going to say. Are they, I, cause they do right in sex clubs. Yeah, you can have, I mean, it was like pretty discouraged to like not have <laughs> sexual relations during, like during the, sh- during our show. Just a respect thing, you know, <laughs> you know, just maybe don't fuck until after the show. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, and that's just me where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> country bumpkin yeah you know (laughs) no but the thing is though they were there for like they were there because they wanted to see the comedy and they were also like just so radically accepting and they were so into it and everyone had a great time and there was like sexy stuff that happened like after the show and before the show but this was more like a bar vibe where people we were just like it's it's the part of the night where everyone just unwinds with a drink and sits back and listens to some comedy it's it's so like i'm sure that to people listening this sounds psychotic but it was really (laughs) this sounds like the best gigs ever if they if they listen to our podcast they're like we're fine (laughs) they know they know we would want to go for sure like amazing it was a really really good time yeah so both both of those like nudie type different vibes but like similarly accepting vibes like a really fun time whoa i i'm like mind blown i i'd like just want to go to all of these things i know so how about I just do, I just want to do the how much money for, cause I think it's so funny. Cause I have no idea if this would em- embarrass her or not. So, okay. We play, we play this game on our podcast where, um, I ask like, how much money would you do this for? Like, what's the minimum amount that you would be like, okay, I'll do it. And you can say like a hundred dollars or a million dollars or 10 million or whatever. So Kayla, Kayla thought of this and I was like, that is so funny. I have no idea like how you'd feel about this. So you make it to the finals on Canada's Got Talent and you have to go out there and your set is famous pe- fe- people's jokes that we for sure know are like a joke. Like you're by, stealing. You're stealing like famous people jokes like, and making it your set. Yeah. Like we know it's Jerry Seinfeld's joke. We know it's Chris Rock's joke or whatever. But you're like claiming it to be your own. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm 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 very clearly plagiarizing people's jokes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm just acting like I'm not doing that. Okay. How much yeah. did I do? How much did it take for me to do that? In the finals on Canada's Got Talent, it's like your one like big moment, and like this could potentially ruin your career too, or maybe people would be like, that was badass. <laughs> She was very confident doing Jerry Seinfeld's jokes. <laughs> That's where my dilemma is because this could actually work in my favor where it, it could, that could almost seem like a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's if it was so obvious, if it was like so yeah. obvious, because like I have, oh my gosh, I actually don't even think it would take as much as you think it would take. <laughs> You're like, this is actually a great idea. And this is yeah. what I will be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it would go, it would go viral. And, yeah, for and, sure. like, 
it would for sure go viral it could potentially lead i mean it, it could it could also go sideways but like i think it could actually be i would never yeah i mean especially because i'm a comedian with a very uh obvious a very visible physical di uh, disability and for someone with a disability to fucking just go do jerry <laughs> and not talk about that is so funny it's almost tempting it's that's actually so funny i would take but I think it would take over, like, over $5 million. Okay, that's still okay, kind okay, of big, okay. though. Like, that's still Be kind of big. Because you are, like, I've, I feel like you could get in trouble because you're, like... Yeah, I know, I know. Right? That's, <laughs> like, you like, get in trouble. Well, now, now okay, so now we're going to go hire because we're going to get legal fees. Right. But, but they're going right. to sue me. Like but that's actually like think of how funny that would be though like we have to think of like obvious jokes but you come out just like so confidently doing them that is actually <laughs> yeah. hilarious and i think i would be like that comedian is so funny because they no one would believe that you're actually that insane to just <laughs> like to be confident yeah it would all seem very calculated it would seem like a bit and they think that like i feel like a million is too low though to do it for that i think it would have to be over that yeah so maybe like 10 million dollars okay we went from five to ten i would i know you would do it you would do it for two because now I she's thinking it. about legal fees here yeah, now yeah. she's like <laughs> yeah, true, true. and then we got like chris rocks lawyers and we have jerry seinfeld like we got some rich <laughs> yeah. people here like you are going to lose yeah yeah <laughs> no i would do i would say 10 million to cover my ass just in case like as a precaution but i almost think that they wouldn't care though because no. it's not like i'm really even detracting from it's like <laughs> You know, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, they're already titans of yeah. the industry. Like, who cares? And Canada's got titans. Yeah, they'd be like, that's just And then they'll become fans of you, and then you'll just become super, super famous because of them. Yeah, This see? is a great idea. You're I know. Welcome. Why didn't you do this? Like, you. this is <laughs> yeah. why. This is why we didn't win, because we weren't thinking like this. Regret. I regret yeah. my performance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Okay. I have listened to a couple of your episodes, and I listened to the one where, the most recent one with Blake from the bachelor, oh. or the bachelor and i forget what he was saying but he had a funny answer to that i forget something maybe 75 I do you watch do you watch the bachelorette or huge bachelor bachelor nation fan i'm gonna watch bachelor in paradise tonight it's on yeah tonight. actually yeah i haven't watched last night did you watch last night's i watched it i i missed it last night but i caught up today Me too okay yeah. it's because it's the finale yeah. and it's uh it's so much drama and i am loving I'm it excited yeah. So did you know Blake? Like from The Bachelor? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I watched him on, on yeah, on The Bachelor. Yeah. I, think he, I love that you did that podcast with him because he seems like such a sweetheart and such a cool guy and uh it's cool to be able to get like the BTS the inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I didn't understand it really like I was like I was like oh crazy and Kayla's like this is wild like she like I was so Kayla's the bachelor fan right okay so you're not so Stacey you're not so much no, I Stacey think you guys didn't know and like anything we it all started with Caitlin Bristow we met Caitlin Bristow and we had her on our podcast we were on her podcast and then Stacey was like who's Caitlin Bristow and then she fell in love with Caitlin no, Bristow no listen I like now, all these people here's the thing I like all these people I still think you are all insane for loving The Bachelor like Blake <laughs> even said on the thing like there it's like Kayla's like I know don't make TV. things don't say he he said it was fake because he didn't once what do you mean fake. he said that they made him a fake villain oh well there's that but not like the, <laughs> the love isn't fake 
disagree with you. It is really, I can't, I think I'm just in it because I'm in it for the long haul. I've been, <laughs> since I just yeah. gotta keep going. There's no going back now. Yeah. Like how, how do you stop? Except exactly. I do think this will be the first season I don't watch with the new bachelor. Me too. Me this too. This is my it's first so one. I think so I'm boring. so boring. Like, yeah. but I also think that I'm all talk and I probably will just end up watching it. But for <laughs> now, I'm going to say I'm tapping out. I'm with you. I'm going to say that for now. And then I feel like I'm, it's going to take one episode of curiosity to see. <laughs> you and guys then we'll are be too going far in and then we'll have you're to, going to yeah. watch it for sure. Like I know no, the both he's of you are going to watch it. He's a boring white guy that there's no, nothing interesting about him. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's quickly play fast 20. So you listened to Blake's episode. So we're going to ask you the questions that we asked Blake on there. And then, and then we want to end it with a confession. If you Wait, have one, you called this fast 20 and there's absolutely not 20 questions. Wait, it's so funny because I called it fast 20. Cause the first time we played it, I had 20 questions and then we decided over the episodes to just like put it in half. And now I think we're at like eight questions, but I and just she calls it fast, it fast 20, 20 every time. <laughs> like I just looked I'm like this is not, we're this gonna is like play eight. fast eight. <laughs> fast, no, fast eight fast 20 sounds better okay Kayla you asked we'll just the we have to think of a different name okay um okay if you could go for dinner with any celebrity who would you choose oh my god um Jennifer <laughs> Aniston <gasps> I just watched today um just go with it with her and Adam Sandler Sandler I They're love Jennifer Aniston yeah she's I love I, I think I would be legitimately starstruck if I met yeah. Jennifer Aniston yeah. Yeah. She's I she's so just like nice. so pretty and so funny. And I feel like she's so real too. Like yeah. you just know what she's like, you know? I think she does use Avino products. I <laughs> Out of anybody who does product placement on something, I know she uses Avino. I know it. <laughs> she uses it. Like she has to. That is so. Kayla's dying. Kayla's dying. <laughs> I know she I see it. her on all these Avino commercials. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was the funniest thing because it's such like an insight. Like if you haven't seen them, you won't get that joke. No, she <laughs> uses it. She uses Avino for sure. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, um, what game show do you think you could win? Um. Oh my god, I think I could. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Oh, I'm so jealous. I, I would be Wheel. like so embarrassed to go on there. Like I'd be so stressed. I'd be pronouncing something incorrectly. Or what I want to know is I feel like they don't because I've seen someone screw up before. You know when they're like, yes, and they like scream the thing. Well, <laughs> like ha they have to memorize the letters that have already been said. And I know what? they don't like list them somewhere because before someone's been like, what do you mean they have to memorize them? So, so they'll be like, T and then they're like oh we already said T so they have to remember what people have guessed and not got you know what I mean I'd be How like are they memorizing yes. it though when it's all in front of them no like if the letter's not there they go sorry there's no T's next person goes oh. whatever so I'm saying you have to remember the ones that have already been said no to and I like an idiot. yes and I saw it happen the other day because I was like <laughs> yeah like because then the next person would be like, T, but they're like, oh, she just said that. Yeah. Yes, and I for sure thought they have to have a screen that says the used letters. And then the other day I saw a woman do it. She was like, R. And they're like, oh, that was, it went, bah, bah. <laughs> it was, was already said. It was already said. And my worst so. nightmare came true. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that she put her whole chest into saying R. And they're like, <laughs> done that, been there, done that. Yeah. Oh. 
turn. She, and they like, always no. scream it. They, the producers must say to them, like, you really got to say the letter clearly. They'll be like, ass, like, or whatever. She was so <laughs> confident in her R. And then they just went, bah, bah, and she didn't laugh or anything. Her face was dead serious. And they just <laughs> went so embarrassing. to the next person. I know it stresses me out. Anyway, okay, sorry, Kayla, go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, Cordy, what's your favorite animal? Um, I like elephants. I really want to meet one. I want to meet a baby elephant top of my list. Have you never? Yes. Never met Have you never been to the African lion safari? Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Yes, I have. I don't, I don't have a conscious memory of meeting an elephant there though. (laughs) so cute and i love have you heard the fact that they um they think that we're cute too they have what they have whatever sensation that you have when you see something cute and they have that with us they think that humans are cute and i think that's stop it stop it stop yeah i know that makes me love them more oh my! i became so obsessed with elephants from the from the african lines fire that i like looked into becoming an elephant trainer Yeah, Incredible. like I talked I to the it. elephant trainer. <laughs> no, I mean, she I didn't, didn't like, do it. Go through with it, but I talked to her and I. I was like, I, the ambition is there. Yeah, yeah I inquired no. about it. Um, okay, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um. Oh shit! I always know them throughout the day when no one is asking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I feel like you're too nice to have an annoyance. Like you. Like I feel like just, yeah, you just like accept anything that's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. I definitely. Oh, it's gonna. I know. I'm gonna think of it after the podcast. So I'll just. And then you're gonna. Yeah. Can I tell you one that I figured out, and it's and it has to do with comedians or like SNL actors or something like that. I don't like when people grin when they're saying like something that's supposed to be funny. Like you can tell they think they're funny. It may it drives you know who, me mental. Wait, who does that all the time um, on SNL? Keenan Thompson. I think it's uh, Chris D'Elia does it all the time too. Oh, he does. A little smirk. Yeah. A little smirk. Like as they're saying it, they're like almost about to burst. And it's like it's not like they're like tr- it's not like when you break and you're like laughing or whatever. It's like they think they're. Fu- I just it it drives. Well, I, let's I, let's hope Courtney doesn't do that. In she her doesn't. Bit. No, yeah. no, you, you literally do a very like um deadpan, like you'll say it like very seriously. And that's why you're so funny. Like you just talk like you're serious about what you're saying. Nor- yeah. Normally. Yeah. You just talk normal. And then that's why it's funny. But some people are like, like, I, I can't, it's Keenan Thompson on SNL. Yeah, it's like very smug. It's like a smugness yeah. thing. Okay. Um, what is a secret talent that you have? So we always give examples. Like Stacy can just like sew anything that she wants. Like she can literally just create an outfit. And I discovered that I'm like a terrible artist, but really good at watercolor. No, painting. remember your new one you discovered today is that you're a really good hairdresser and we don't know why. Oh yeah. I can like just cut hair and dye hair and like, but I've never been to school for it. Yeah. She so just what's like a weird, good. like not the obvious one. Like what's a weird little, like Blake's was, he's really good at Jenga. <laughs> oh wow. That's cool. I lo- that's a good party. I mean, being good yeah. at Jenga. <laughs> yeah. Good party trick. Um, okay. I have two quick ones. One is that I, cause one is like really obscure and weird, but one is that I'm really good at like, uh, like I think I would be a good DJ because I really am. I really know how to like pick the exact song for the exact moment. Like, <laughs> like I'm a good car DJ. Like to get people like, like 
yeah, pumped for the I, moment. I, yes, I can read the vibe very well. So like if I'm on a road trip and stuff, I know exactly what people want to hear in the exact like. And then if we're like feeling it out, I'm like, oh, you know what would be good next? And like I already have three songs. Okay, that is the best trait ever to have. For because sure. when people are like, can you play the music? Like I can't explain how stressed I get. And I feel like I always choose the wrong vibe. Yeah. And so to have you there that just like confidently knows. knows what's coming like what it is that is the best thing ever well yes. when the three of us go on a road trip to bear bear oaks nudist resort <laughs> <laughs> you will be in charge we'll be yeah. set for the vibe <laughs> And then what's your second weird talent? Other one is so weird, but and like not okay. If two, <laughs> if two people, I think this comes from watching The Bachelor. If two people are in a relationship and they're fighting, or they don't have to be dating, but they're having like a really intense argument and they're and they're miscommunicating, I can tell the exact moment that they lost what each other was saying, and I can tell who is trying to say what, and it drives <laughs> me crazy that I can't intervene and help them realize where they lost the track <laughs> like you're saying like i know what this person is trying to say and i know what the other person thinks they're saying yes yes i know what the other person thinks they're saying but is wrong about and i know why <laughs> and is this like a common thing that you like witness fights that you want to like interject on or is I mean, sometimes it happens in person, but most of the time, because I'm a big dating reality show, like Love is Born, human psychology play out. And so it's a lot of like TV relationships. I know exactly where things go wrong. And (laughs) I would love to just like intervene and be a dictator. Have you ever before and succeeded or is it always just to yourself? Because I wouldn't want it. I would intervene. I'm pretty good at like, fam- like if there's like little family conflicts, I can, I can be a good. You uh, know. Leader. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is, these are the that best weird like, talents I feel like I've these ever are the, heard. Yeah. These are the best <laughs> things ever. Like we need you around us at all times. I know. Um, okay. What, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear. Um, oh my God. Biggest fear. I think actually my biggest fear is choking. Because I, anyway, I'm not meaning to laugh. I'm so sorry. No, no, it is a kind of a random one. But like, I, I think because I live alone, and like, I'm always like scared that like, if I choke, like, what the hell do you even do? Do you know the chair trick? Yeah. If you choke when you're alone, you're supposed to run in. You're supposed to give yourself a Heimlich maneuver with a chair. Like you put it, you turn a chair around and run into it under your like. Rib. Okay. Does it? And that's proven to work. Yeah, that's the that's what I no I I would also like recommend like doing maybe like a first aid course. No, but I learned it in a first aid course, just so you know. So it is real. You know what my exit strategy is for if I choke because I live in a condo building. Literally, if anything, I if I have this idea, this exit strategy for just any scenario, whether it's my unit catches on fire or if someone breaks in or if I start choking, I'm just gonna like run out into the hall and start like banging on everyone's door (laughs) (laughs) and just hope that the one person comes out can help you yeah Yeah. one person's gonna answer yeah or or i could like try and get the elevator but that seems like waiting a long time while you're choking yeah door bangs (laughs) i'm telling you especially because you're in the car too like i feel like you have like more to choose from so if you just go on all the things or just run into a chair i'm telling you so first try try the chair thing and then go and bang on the doors yeah first then run into the hall okay i'm telling you Okay, so this is actually also maybe a juicy confession. 
I okay. have never done karaoke. <gasps> I want to be there for the first time. <laughs> okay, I've been to karaoke nights before. I think there was one time where like a big, a big, I was in like a big group when we, we were like singing a song together, like Journey or something, like in a big group. I've never yeah. sung a karaoke song, just like. You know what? And I guess that is like we're like that's crazy but I guess that isn't like a super common thing if you aren't a singer yeah I was like so scared of it I don't know why I'm just like it seems very for someone who performs like joke solo like singing by myself seems terrifying like it just seems yeah Yeah. and like every I mean like so um the girl who you know Leah her boyfriend my good friend Dan um uh, like he has always tried to get me to go to karaoke and he's like so flabbergasted by the fact, but I'm like, <laughs> a lot of my comedian friends are th- are theater kids and it's yeah. always theater kids who are like, I can't believe you've never done karaoke. I'm like, of course you would say that. You're, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like they singer. love karaoke, yeah. They love karaoke <laughs> and they're like, I don't get it. Why is it scary? And they just love it and I get why they love it. But um, maybe I, I will, it's not like I wouldn't ever do it. I've just like never. But that would be like saying like, okay, why don't you go up and do a stand-up routine right now then? If you think it's like so. Yeah. I, I feel like theater kids would though for some reason. <laughs> also so much more like a social thing that a lot of people do just like for like a night out but I guess and I also maybe it's because I don't really drink a lot and so I don't I'm never drunk enough to be like oh I'm gonna go up and sing so I'd have to make a sober choice to do it on (laughs) yeah 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 of like an entry-level song that I should try if I ever wanted to do it well it depends on your passions are you like passionate about like 90s music because there's like some good 90s yeah I was gonna say you gotta do like Spice Girls or something where it's like this is fun everyone sings along I'm not trying yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. everybody sings along so it's not awkward yeah 90s pop is a sweet spot yeah sweet spot I would do do, yeah like like a classic yeah like a Spice Girls is a good idea or like a Britney but I had a a friend that he always chose to sing Jesus Christ Superstar and it was like this slow sad song and everybody in the bar would be so uncomfortable and he was like you never saw all the time and he'd be like screaming (laughs) and and I'm like this is humiliating so yeah my yeah, you got to just pick a, a classic 90s or if yeah. you like shock everybody with like, you know, the raps or something. People always like lose their minds, too. We'll make a set. Yeah. We'll make a set. <laughs> OK, OK. Um, OK, what would be your final death row meal? You can pick an appetizer, a main and a dessert and a drink. <laughs> OK, um, so I think I would do nachos as an appetizer. Oh, nice that. choice. And I would yeah. be very specific about the toppings. Um, there was what like to- do you like like meat and stuff on it or no? Yeah, but maybe just like ground beef and then jal- jalapenos, melted cheese, um, sour cream. Um, what else? Just uh, guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. A good plate, but it would be like, but I still want room for for the main course. It would be like a smaller plate, just like an. Yeah. Hour. Listen, this is your death row meal. You be, better be shoving it in there and not be able to eat anything <laughs> yeah. else after. Guys, doesn't matter because you yeah. just can leave if you don't want to eat it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let them clean it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I really love, uh, I really love, I would have a really nice salmon dinner, like a roasted Atlantic salmon filet with like leafy greens and like finger link potatoes on the side. I am starving right now. (laughs) I want this so bad. Maple glazed salmon. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then for dessert, I would, um, do you like, do you know cookie butter, like the Lotus cookie butter? Um, I have it in my thing right now, like okay, in my it's cupboard. So, it's my latest dessert obsession with like anything with like ice cream with cookie butter, milkshakes with cookie butter. We, I cookie, didn't know what it butter? was. And I'm like, it literally just tastes like you're eating cookie, but in like a dough form. Form. It's, it's like peanut butter. Yeah. But it's, yes. It's like it's a type of cookie called a lotus cookie, and it's almost like it's like a biscuit, like that you would eat with tea. And like yeah, a biscuit, but it's like kind of caramel spice, like a, almost like a sugar cookie in a way or something. So you can add it. Like we bought it, and we're like, what is this for? And we we will like you'll put it on ice cream, or you can put it on like they. I think the advertisements is like like waffles or something like that like Belgian waffles with a scoop of ice cream drizzled with like Nutella and then cookie butter and like fruit topping yes it tastes like you're eating a a delicious cookie but in butter form it's yeah mind my mind was blown when I bought it yeah I want to try okay and then what would your drink of choice be um I would just just a classic diet coke Diet Coke, Diet Coke, zero. Nice. And then yeah. I would throw in, I would throw in like whatever, whoever I murdered, whatever their favorite food was, <laughs> I would like do an homage to them. <laughs> whatever, they whatever they liked eating. I obviously killed someone probably. If I'm on yeah. Control. Yeah. Um, I imagine unless I was like in with like the CIA or something like that. No, no, like, you, you for sure I murdered someone. someone. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I would, like I would do something as like a, a nod to them. Like for <laughs> like channel their energy yeah pour a little diet coke on the ground or something for them yeah Yeah. Yeah. little medium steak on the side for jimmy over here to be murdered yeah that's so funny those that's are a, great that's solid meal. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. Choices. I've definitely thought of that a lot. I've definitely thought of that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think can, we all know. What would our last yeah. meal be? It's hard to choose, but yeah, that would be pretty I know. Cool. That sounds, yeah. I want all of what you just said tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I'm going to try to make it happen <laughs> yeah. somehow. Oh my gosh. Okay, last question. Um, Who is your celebrity crush, male and female? Okay, celebrity crush. Um female um is it jennifer aniston it is jennifer aniston but i feel like i should go with a different one just for like because <laughs> you're an entertainer <laughs> uh i have a big crush on halsey she's so oh, cool my fiance is obsessed with her yeah halsey yeah, yeah. is so cool I'm trying to think of all the people i follow on instagram i love how she knows her death row meal inside and out but like <laughs> not a celebrity crush <laughs> <laughs> she knows the appetizer, main and dessert and drink, yeah. but doesn't know a crush She's like, on, like on any celebrity. celebrity. <laughs> it's so funny. I like literally can't think of anybody. Well, let's see if we inspire you. Mine is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> And Kayla's, yours Mine's is Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is a classic. I yeah. had a huge crush. Okay, I'm gonna go with De- you know. Do you remember Devin Sawa? Yes, from oh. Final Destination. Devin- yes, you do, Kayla. He's the guy from Casper. Casper. Oh, okay. that was yeah, yeah, like yeah, my yeah. coming of age moment when I saw him yeah. come down the staircase in Casper. It yes. changed. Yes. My friend and I saw it in the theater and it was just like, it, it transformed our lives. And changed he's still, everything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with him. Okay. Yes. Kayla, we had such a crush on him when we were kids in Casper. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. Okay. Now, 
for the final. And- I'm um, so nervous for this moment because I, I was thinking of uh, like genre of confessions. Like, what are you looking for? Like, like humiliating or just like- the most embarrassing. I have like kind of a, a small one that is very humiliating, but that that story reminds me about how I. This is, I mean, I guess this is kind of embarrassing. Is that I actually almost. I caused, okay, nobody literally knows about this aside from a couple of the producers of CGT and the wardrobe girl, but I had like a chaotic moment in the finale where I almost, I almost missed it because I, okay, oh my God, at the finale, I was wearing this blazer, which was a really nice blazer. I remember it. You loved it. It was the best outfit. Thank you. I loved it so much, but I was initially not supposed to be wearing that blazer. I was supposed to be wearing a different outfit that I had picked out and I was so excited about. And it was an all white pantsuit. It was very similar oh, okay. to the style, but it was all white and it was so sexy. And I was like, this is the thing. This is the one. But then we got to the dress rehearsal and they did like the screen test and they were like, no, it's not. It's just too bright. And so I was like devastated. And, um, I was like, man, I really wanted to wear the white one. And then Alicia, the wardrobe girl, she was like consoling me. She's like, you know, but well, we can wear like this other like black blazer with the hearts. It's like really cute. And that was my backup choice. But at the time, I don't know. I had pandemic brain. I was I was thinking thoughts that I have never thought before in my life. <laughs> Insecurities that would never, ever cross my mind outside of like the pandemic. Like I had hearts on that blazer and I was legitimately too scared to wear it because I was like, I was, this is so embarrassing. I was like, yeah, but my set is going to be about love and dating. Isn't that like too dumb that I have hearts on my blazer? But I'm <laughs> it's so stupid. And, we, and like, of course we didn't even like think of that. Like that's so I funny. Would ever think that. And you can't even like totally make it. It would never have crossed anyone's mind, but I was like really concerned. And poor Alicia was like trying to validate my feelings by like not telling me. She was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, if you don't feel comfortable, we'll find someone, something else. And I was like, no, I'll get over it. It'll be fine. It turns out that was like, everyone was complimenting that blazer. Oh my God, you look it was the amazing. Best. But on stage, right before we had like the dramatic, like light go out, if you don't like make it to the end, <laughs> I got, I got my period five days early on that exact moment, my period started and I had no preparation whatsoever. And it came in hot. It came on the stage when the light, stage. like, yeah. <gasps> and it was just flooding. And thank <laughs> God I was wearing the black blazer because Can if I had imagine, can you imagine if I had gone with the all white blazer? I was, it was, would have been mortifying. Oh it been my God. Oh my God. I didn't even think like when and you're then, saying. I know it was so wild. And then in between, cause you know how we had to do um that, like, it was like live, but not really live where we had that break in between where they're doing yeah. like the or whatever. Um, I had producers scrambling to go get me like pads from the store because I had nothing with me. Yeah. And so I had to get people to go out and buy them for me because I was like, I can't come back on stage because- You should have really- asked us. We had some probably. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I, I just like, I don't know. Everything, everything was like so chaotic. And of course. And yeah. So- um, but anyways, we, someone was able to get me something by the time I went back out on stage oh again. Oh my God. But it was so hectic and it was so crazy. And like, that no is one awful. 
no one ended up knowing that that's what I was going to say did any of it like like I'm curious if you did wear the white suit like would it have went through yes yeah it was was a lot for real it really was it was destiny it was destiny so happy for you that you wore the black suit and it was too bright it was too bright (laughs) and it was too oh my god God. angel was help yeah so that was like a a would have been really bad really Really bad. bad Um, the actual kind, the actual confession though, that's like kind of juicy is that another embarrassing thing is when I started comedy, I had an, I had a nickname that I sort of gave myself before I started comedy. And it was such a, um, ubiquitous, it became such a, uh, like a ubiquitous name that every, everyone in my life was calling me this name and I had it on Facebook. It was, and everyone would call me this nickname instead of my real name. And when I started comedy, I just like left it on my social media and people when I was starting to do shows would like introduce me on stage by this nickname. And when I tell you that I'm so mortified that this was my nickname for like literally like eight years, but, but it was Minx. M I. Wait, and you gave it to yourself. I don't remember how it started, but someone like called me like, oh, you're a saucy little minx or something. And I was like, that's going to be my new name. That's my stage name. (laughs) Minx is my stage name. Minx is my name. And I just like went with it. And and then, yeah, and it it, it was so embarrassing. When did it, when did the, like the cycle break? When I thought, okay, so once you (laughs) Like once upon a time on Facebook, you it was really hard to change your name. I I, yeah. I don't know who uses Facebook anymore, but like you, if you change your name, you had to wait like two months before they would change it back. <laughs> yes, so yes. I would say for the first two years, I was doing random shows here and there, but people would see that that was my name on Facebook, and they'd be like, "And now your next comedian coming to the stage, Mink." <laughs> And I'm so mortified that I ever, I don't know what came over me, but it's so stupid. You're like, Minx, it, it's me. It's me. I am Minx. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's so dumb. No, it's the best thing ever. I, does like, anyone I, does anyone still call you Minx from your family or friends? So now enough time has passed that like that's been phased out and it's like been buried. I mean, I just revived it. So like people start. Yeah. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't know how bad I want to put on like the podcast description. Like, <laughs> like special like, guest, Minx. special Everybody guest Minx. Minx. <laughs> it's so dumb. I don't know what I was thinking. It's so Minx. funny. Imagine I love it. it. Like that's like my thing is like my name like as if I need a thing like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and it's funny that it's one name and there's an X and it's like. (laughs) One name, it's X. It's like such like it's a very like salacious. It's like a you know like a burlesque dancer. Yeah, that's like name. Yeah, not a comedian. That is so funny, and I'm very glad. I I, Minx is cool, but like I'm glad that it wasn't like Canada's Got Talent comedian in the finals. (laughs) Minx, and you're like, my name's Courtney Gilmore. Like, oh, that's hilarious. Ridiculous. Oh, I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, well, okay. we're done with you now. So, <laughs> no, thank you so so much for like finally You're making this so happen. Awesome. You're so awesome. I I like. I feel like we could talk for eighteen hundred more hours, but maybe yeah. um. We- 
we're going to try to get you to come to the Wizard of Oz because it's in your hometown. Yes. We're going to make it happen. It's it's ridiculous. I apologize in advance. Um, But <laughs> you are you are are so funny. And you were like the whole time we were there. Remember, Kayla, like you called it. You're like, Courtney is going to be it'll be Stacy and Courtney in the top three. And then what was your other one was the guy? Um. Uh, the uh, illusionist, Savio, yeah, Savio. Kayla the Savio, whole time was Savio, like yeah. Courtney Gilmore, Stacey K, and Savio Joseph. We're going to be the top three. Really good top three. That would have been a fun right? three. That would have been a fun top three. That would have been the right top. Okay, three. don't get don't get her going. <laughs> Kayla, Kayla is very opinionated about it. For the semifinals, we all got the the judges pick. That's cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Quickly before we go, tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, yes. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at um, Minx. At Courtney J. Gilmore on Instagram and uh, my website, CourtneyGilmore.com. Courtney J. Gilmore on TikTok, and I post all my shows and everything like that on there. So, yeah. And you you have a live comedy album too, right? Like, you have. I have an album that's now streaming on all platforms. It's called Let Me Hold Your Baby, and it's out, and you can listen to it wherever you, um, you know, listen to anything. And uh, yeah. And Adam Christie introduces you on it, doesn't he? Yes, he hosted my album recording, and he was so amazing, and he was so funny. And yeah, you can for three seconds you can hear Adam Christie's uh, blessed voice, and he's so hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah, oh everybody should go listen to it because she is hilarious. And um, yeah, follower, and thank you so much for being on our podcast. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you both. I'm gonna go eat some shepherd's pie now. <laughs> I have to call my sister. When you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out because we love them what we do without a doubt. So we wanna thank you for taking the time. So here we go, we bustin', we bustin' around mo. This is our podcast, we're here to stay. My name is Kayla, this is Stacy K. Okay, that uh. I have to call my sister. Hey, hey, you there? Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind, we're not doing you the rap anymore. Heard it here first. Oh my god. That's what I'm talking about. Hey ho. Uh.